I used to have it over there and I'd look like an idiot going. Yeah, well, it's a good idea to do So that. we just have it there yeah. so that it actually looks natural. Yeah. Well, it's all, it's the magic of movies. It works for me because I'm in your hands. Okay, well, that's a frightening proposition. It is. But, you know, we'll yeah. get there. This is Peek Inside the Panic Room, where we explore our passions with zero limits, mixed with the occasional bit of chaos. You don't have to be famous to have a story to tell. So strap yourself in and enjoy the ride. Welcome to Peek Inside the Panic Room and today we have a very special guest, Darren Jans from Yabbit's joining us in the Panic Room. We're very excited to talk to Darren about his company Yabbit and if you don't know what it's all about, well, you're about to find out. It's interesting because I've been with Straight Up Digital for just over 12 months now and the first thing that I had to do, I was given a document and I had to decipher what that document was what it was what the document was, and it was written by one Darren Jans. And it was to put those words onto a website and make that website work. And that's where Yabish came from, I think. That is exactly where Yabish came from. Yeah, yeah. So that was uh that was one of the first first things I thought, what is this freaking language? Yeah. So well, we coined it Yabish. That's exactly. I think you came up with that. Yeah. Look, thank and, you for saying that. And, and, and I yeah. ran with it because I thought, you know what, that works. It does work. Because it goes with how this is all meant to be and it's all meant to be. Can you think of anything that's IT that's actually fun? No. No, it's not, is no, it? No, it's not. And, and, and it's always complicated and it's always made that an expert has to tell you all about it. So let's just make it simple. Simple uncomplicated and fun. So then, what is Yabbit? Yabbit, well, the technical side of it is that it's a unified communications platform. So let's say it's like Teams, Zoom, and a full-blown, really smartphone system in one platform. So instead of having... You know, over here we use Slack for collaboration chat rooms and putting groups together. And over here we're using Zoom for video. And over here we're chatting and whatnot with Teams. And we're using a phone system over here or using mobile phones. And everything's sort of separated and it doesn't play nice with others. So Yabbit is all of that in one, nice and simple, no IT needed. And it just works anywhere in the world. It's a plug-and-play solution. You bet. Just need internet. That's it. Any internet. So, obviously, the need has just gone through the roof with what we've been dealing with for the last two years, with people working remotely. Yeah. And things aren't going back to normal anytime soon. I think that most people who've got a taste for working from home or working remotely love it. Yeah. And I guess that just making it easy for companies to communicate and connect in one simple platform. Absolutely. And look, when when the pandemic happened and everybody rushed to a solution, nobody was ready for it out there in the business world because the take-up on UC or unified communications was... It was only a few people that sort of grabbed it. Other people said the old favourite, hey, I don't need that yet. 
And then all of a sudden the pandemic happened and, hey, gee, I do need that. (laughs) And it accelerated everybody. Now everyone, some people went and did it right. Some people already had it. Some people went, let's do this in a week. And there was a whole lot of mismatched-like setups happened and they worked. They were fit for purpose and they, they solved the situation for the businesses. But now we're two years on now, you know. And with that anniversary, it's time for us to understand the new normal is actually accelerated innovation, work from home, work from office, work from anywhere, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, and we're doing more video, we're connecting, we've got people that want to work for home, and then we've got people that want to work in the office because they're lonely. They don't belong anywhere. Yeah. And so there's this whole minefield of how do we pull this together? Yeah, but solves all of that. It's funny that you touch on the let's do this in a week yeah. solution. Yeah. Because last Thursday you had your soft launch for Yabbit at, yeah. the, at the Cricketers Club at, at the Gabba. Yeah. It was amazing. It was great. It was very intimate. A few people that, that mattered the most to you were there. Anyone would think that this is sort of like a overnight success. That, But like all overnight successes, they take 10 or 20 years to, to come to fruition. Tell us a little about the journey to Yabbit, to where we are today. A bit about wow. you and about the journey to today. Okay, well, it's been over 30 years in the industry. It was still Telecom Australia when I when I got into it. And it was it was quite interesting. There was commanders. There was even a, a wood grain front and a brown commander. It was like, you know, fashion not was, one, was not one of its uh, uh, positive uh, yeah. points at all. And... I came from back in that area and we used to do everything from a lot of knocking on doors to seeing customers. We used to go and uh, Yellow Pages was big back then and whatnot. But I really liked communications and phones because it changed all the time. And I really liked anything that was new. I liked anything that had really good features and functionality. And I started off and I did... NEC, Fujitsu, Panasonic. And Panasonic, when it first hit the country, was really exciting and interesting. They they had a great product and they were really dynamic on trying to get it to market. And What they did really well is they built a community of dealers and everyone started connecting well together. And we'd, we'd actually have, I, I like to say, a business family that we all did the same sort of thing and we land on each other and whatnot. I find that being in business, it's actually quite lonely when you're sitting there as a business owner. And it was really cool to be able to talk to other people in that area that knew what you were feeling and so on. So so going back, yeah, so I'm 30 years in the industry. I've always been in phones. I've always been on the customer side of phones, not the carrier side of phones. So the the click or the call or... The, the, that never was one of the things that floated my boat. But, but that's a good place to start. Yeah. Because okay. from, the, from the client side or from the customer side, you get to see what works and doesn't work firsthand. Yeah. yeah. So you know, you effectively know what the market needs. Oh, I have seen thousands and thousands of setups and scenarios and businesses and personalities and situations that we had to solve. Yep. It was always something that's always been part of me is 
if there is a, that can't be done, it would be, well, I'm sure it can be a different way. Let's explore that. And let's try and figure out ways to solve something that everybody else hits a roadblock on. And we did that with the NEC. I remember there was real issues with hardware at one stage and we had to solve it. And, you know, I talked to a guy like, you know, let's say a Radio Shack guy, and he goes, oh, well, let's, let's, let's connect a PA system via a line port on a phone system and, and let's make it the phone system think it's a line but it's really a PA system. And, wow, we've, we've solved a hardware issue on the phone and we've achieved the, the situation. That was amazing, you yeah. know. Um, then there was things like, I remember when I took on a via, wow, that was back in 07. Yeah, Kevin 07. Because Kevin 07. It was, uh, that was back in that time. And we had a product that we needed to get out to over 60 or 70 offices around Australia. And, you know, if you had have looked at the product description, it would have said you can only do 12. Um, but because of looking outside the box, we were able to connect 60 systems. We were able to make it happen. We had redundancy. We had resilience back then. The experience that we had, the carriers were, wow, we didn't think that was possible. And looking outside the box is just, it's a winner. You know that customer is still with us today. Really? Yeah, yeah, really. So you guys, yeah. you, you were the MacGyvers of uh, oh, the yeah. telecom industry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look at this. Look at the scenario. Let's work out why it can work. Yeah, and let's make it work. And if it doesn't, well, let's stand by the result, okay. And if we said it would, well, we they don't pay. Yeah, right. Yeah, Simple. Yeah, fair enough. You yeah. got to have integrity in business. Well, you got to put your balls on the line. Yeah, you have to. Yeah, you know, build build your brand, build your belief, and and yeah. hang it out there. Exactly right. Yeah, for sure. You know, you mentioned the word connection a lot already. We've only been talking for oh really ten yeah, okay. minutes, and you do, and I, and I think that when you when you think about telecom, when you think about telephone systems, you talk, think about phones, it, it's, it's all about connection. Yeah. And then the next step from that is about community. And then you spoke about dealers. Yeah. So they're already, it, it, it's making me feel like there's, there's more to it than just the Abbott team. Oh, wow, yeah. Look, the, the main suppliers at the moment are all starting to go direct and the people that put the phones out there for the last 20 years or more were dealers like myself and and people that might have a business like you might have be a dealer and you're employed technical staff sales staff admin staff and in in these businesses they're they're your family you see these people you know the young people come on board buy their first car look how excited they are you see them look i've met a partner i'm getting married yeah. i'm having a child and you see these people as your family and so when, for instance, big corporate says, oh, look, we're going direct. We don't need you anymore. Right? And we know that you put it on the line to actually get our product out there. Um, but thanks, we don't need you. I, I really feel for those people. I'm connected to those people. And they had a dream and a goal when they decided to do business. And I really, Yabbit to me is, Yabbit is a vehicle that these people can still do that. I want them to reignite why they did it. What was the reason? Yeah. Right? Don't let someone squash it. Let's go and get after it again. So that's that's an interesting point because you're asking a question to the dealers that I want to ask you. Wow. And that question is, 
Why? 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 Why yab it? Why do it? Well, I could just build it for myself and sell it. Yeah. I think for me, I I, I started an MBA at QUT last year, and a couple of the first modules really concentrated on what is my why, what's my purpose, and why is it changed and and or has it changed but i had to explore all that and it worked out to me that my passion and my purpose isn't about selling phones it's about building community it's about connecting these people and giving them that hope and goal and whatnot you know if i look at our culture document that we've put together the very first headline on it is empowerment so when I did these modules at at uh, the doing the MBA, it just yelled at me, right? Build it for everybody else, and bring these people together, and let's create that community. And when I experienced it, like I said at the beginning, with Panasonic when they did it, and it was amazing. We we all celebrated together. We all used to lean on each other share methods that worked, share methods that didn't work, right? Talk about family, talk about things that we can't talk with other people about because they're not on the same page. And so, yeah, for me, the purpose is that Yabbit is the vehicle. Yabbit is a product that is amazing. Like when I took it on board and I went overseas to find it, um, here we go, digressing. Whoa. No, please do. And, um, please do. And I went to the US. Actually, why don't we go back there? It'll all come together at, yeah. at the end. And I was at my son's graduation in December on 2019. Yeah, I'm sure that was it. Yeah. And I got a phone call and it was a particular person at Avaya and they said to me, well, I thought I'd let you know before you heard the announcement the product that we told you to change your business to sell, the Powered by Avaya product, we're making it end of sale. We've done a deal with Ring Central and it's going to be end of sale. So your customers and everything, well, you won't be able to actually sell and build that client, any, those customers anymore. And I was devastated. I remember I'd left the graduation and gone outside and I remember just sitting on the concrete on the ground thinking oh my god that's everything yeah just the rug yeah just pulled out from underneath yeah. you yeah it was everything and I was I was devastated coming up to Christmas and we'd had a 40% growth in the business that year wow right yeah we'd done really well we were damn good at it yeah and and that happened and I remember being devastated for the next couple of weeks, thinking, oh, my, what are, okay, I need to find another product. I need to look at this because they didn't even have a way forward yet. They didn't know what it even might be. They just said it was end of sale. Wow. And, you know, that was, that was big because, like I said before, I've got a family that work for me. I've got customers that I see the same way, right? I put my word out there. Right, that we're going to be with you for this journey. Yeah. We promise. And that was devastating because I felt like out of integrity as well. And that also builds on my decision with Yabbit, and that is, you know, to 
you can't give your integrity to somebody else to control. You have to own it. And, and so that was part of it. So I remember it was a week or so later and my wife, she saw me moping around and whatnot. I, I like to say that she gave me a nice loving kick up the ass. Yeah. And uh, wives are good like that. Yeah, yeah. She was a little bit blunt, like extremely compassionate. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. just probably gave you a cuddle and said, "Come on, darling. Like, yeah. it'll all be okay." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah pull your finger out. <laughs> and um, so with with that, she um, she basically said, "You've got up from falling down before. It's time to do it again. Do it, right? I know you can do it." So, you know, that was that was the type of kick I needed, and then I contacted a couple of mentors and people that I've known in the industry for a long time. I put together a meeting with a few people and, and spoke to them. Okay, guys, what do you think? You know, can I get your opinions? Can I take a step back and listen to what you have to say? Mm. And one of the guys said, go and find the next best thing and build it. And I went, wow, geez, that's putting them on the line massively doing that. Yeah. That's if a lot. It's sort of like if you build it, they will come. Yeah, well, your own sort of field of dreams. Yeah, exactly. And and so I went home and uh, looked. Okay, where's the next biggest worldwide ITUC type expo going on? And there was one in a week in London. I wasn't going to get there. And it, there it was, February 2020, Fort Lauderdale, right in in Florida. So I just booked the flights book the accommodation, book the ticket, I'm going. Right? Went through Christmas, COVID, there was this thing going on called COVID. Yeah, it was, we didn't know much about it back nah, then. No, it was, it, was, it, was, it was in China. Yeah, that was it. Right? That's all it was. Yeah. And so I flew to Fort Lauderdale and I, everyone was there, you know, like Ring, Broadsoft, right? Everybody was there. And uh, that's when I met the guys over there at NetSapiens. It seemed amazing. The, the sponsors of the show used it three or four of the other massive suppliers, you know, they put 6,000 connections a month on. It's wow. next level in yeah. the US. And I went and spoke to the business owners and management. How long have you been with them? You know, is, does it really work? How is the growth? What are the new functions? Do they support you? And it was tick, 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 tick. And I went, wow, I think I found it. Now I looked at suppliers that were a quarter of the price you know, out of uh, some of the, the Asian areas, uh, India and so on. And and it just, I didn't feel warm and fuzzy. And so I thought, okay, I'm going to spend some time and really look into this. So I did. And, and then I flew back to Australia. I was very, very sick just as I left. I think I might have had the first dose of it, mm. right? And then the world ended when I hit back Australia. It was sort of March, April. Yeah, that was it. That was yeah. the, the end of... End of February was yeah was quite literally the end of the world yeah and it, and that's when everybody spent that week getting their businesses ready yeah you know and so I um, explored it more and and organised some money and I thought I'm going to do this I'm going to I'm going to do it yeah so I uh, did a deal and uh, said okay let's create an Australian cloud out here let's do it. What do I want to do? Do I want it to be boring? Like, no, I'm over that. I'm over the complication. It doesn't need to be. I solved the situation, and that is I needed to find a product that was better than Avaya, that was better than Ring, that was better than these other ones. 
that had people around the world that you could lean on, that you could actually there was a community and and that fitted as well. Funny enough, yeah, those those guys over there they'd build a community of people, and uh, that looked really cool. Yeah, and um, when I met the owners and so on, you know their purpose was around family and community. It, it you know there's never an accident as they say for sure. You know, so then I came and I decided building it and I started building it in sort of July, August in 2020 and and uh, had it in beta sort of start of 21 and then people started coming across to it and I migrated a heap of people from uh, the Avaya's customers that I had over to it because it just it was such a, a quick migration. It was like an hour yeah, crazy. And, and they were on board yeah. and and it was fantastic and and then, of course, I started talking to people and, and whatnot. So that's when I um, had the next big blow that hit, and that is that they said, uh, we want you to bring your clients over to us now. Are you, you going to do that? And I said, well, no, you know it's not my model. Right? I've, I've got a business here that is... A growing, sellable business. I'm not going to bring you my clients, and then that's it. You, they're your clients. People keep moving the goalposts on you, mate. Oh, mate. And then, out of nowhere, I got a letter which was, "We're cancelling your dealership with no cause, thirty days notice." <laughs> and uh, the very next day, some of my clients said they'd been contacted by them directly and saying that I wasn't authorised and that they they need to point them as a customer to another dealer somewhere else and whatnot. So um, I really didn't even get 30 days. They just... It's getting cutthroat. Yeah. And so that was, uh, that, was that. So that's... So why did I want to build something for the dealers? This type of thing can't go on. It's so anti-competitive and, and whatnot. It, it can't go on and these dealers need to have a place that they can keep their business running and and look at their why and that could be their lifestyle their family it could be the family of staff that work for them it, who knows what it is for them they all have their reasons um, some of them just can't work for, for anybody else you know I'd like to think that's sort of like me I'm pretty high in maintenance if I was a <laughs> you know uh, well, some people are born to be businessmen, like yeah. independent businessmen, aren't we? Too right. Yeah. So, yeah, Yabbit was for it was built for end users with a product that was better, simpler, fun. Works in any scenario. Has got amazing architecture behind it. Has like there's well over two million users on this around the world, and that was at you know that was like six months ago. So, it's growing and growing worldwide. Wow. Amazingly, the technology that it's got is ahead of the group. You know, standard. I've got voice transcription where all the recordings transcribed to text. It's 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 crazy. Yeah. You know, and uh, the customers. Well, let's just get them on board. They have something that solves everything for. Right, without the need of this connection and this third party license and this, there's no, there's, it's it's one. You just 
a Yabbit gives you everything. One-stop shop. Yeah, well, it's it's one-stop uh, SKU or um, part number. Yep. Because everything's included in the one. You don't have an option to go to the platinum or the or, or, or the, the okay. gold or whatever. Yep. It's just let's just put it all in there, yep. and you use what you use. But let's not option it and say that you can't have that unless you pay another five a month. You know, let's but, in, but invariably, because you have the experience to sort of know that you're going to need it. Well, you are, but you know how many customers, because of a few dollars a month, choose not to... It might cost them a grand a month to not do it. Yeah. But I just don't want to pay the extra, right? So if it's all in there, they'll use what they do and so on. There'll be so much value, you know... Price is only relative when there's an absence of value. Yeah. You know, so let's just, let's give it all the value. Let's include it all. Let's teach the people. Let's make sure that there's videos and what they can do. Let's make sure that the Rolls Royce in the garage has the door sh- the door open, not shut. Let's let everybody see that Rolls Royce. So again, again, it's community, it's family. That's obviously a huge part of your life. Yeah. So away from Yabbit. Yeah. Who's Darren? Wow. What floats your boat? Oh, wow. I love really encouraging people to be their best. I mean, I got that big time. It, it, it's an emotional thing. You know, I, I, I don't want to talk about me all the time. I'd prefer to put somebody else up on the pedestal. Yeah. Um, I think I get embarrassed when I talk about me. Right? Yeah. Um, I believe that if people work hard, and, 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 and I say this and it's anyone, if people work really hard for their family and for others, a lot of the time they forget to reward themselves. Yeah, yeah. Right? I agree. Um, I believe that to encourage people to reward themselves and to acknowledge success is actually a trait that we need to teach our children and whatnot. It's it's okay to say I did a really good job. Yep. Uh, I think that there's many people that have a real issue with self-worthiness. Peek Inside the Panic Room is proudly sponsored by Straight Up Digital. If you're looking for an irreverent, no BS, results-focused digital marketing company on the Gold Coast, look for Straight Up Digital on all social platforms or at straightupdigital.com.au. I think self-deprecation can be taken to the next level. I think it's probably a little bit too much now. Like, I think yeah. everyone loves self-deprecating humour, and if you can take the piss out of yourself, well, yeah, you're accepted. You know, yeah. It's those that can't take the piss out of themselves that people are a bit sceptical of. Yeah. But I think you do need to take a check every now and again and just actually give yourself a pat on the back. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and so I, I believe in that. I love cars. I love... Working to live, not living the work. Yeah. I like to share experiences with my family, give them opportunity to grow. I believe that who we are is who our children will be. And are we proud of that? That's, yeah. a, sc- that's a scary thought, isn't it? Scary thought, isn't it? Yeah. You know, my daughter will fall in with a man, probably will fall in love with a man like me. Yeah. My son will probably be a guy like me. Yeah. You know, who do I want him to be? So that's really strong in my my belief systems yeah so yeah i think for guys especially 
I don't think we ever mature. Oh, I 100% agree with that. Right, I, and I don't think we need to. <laughs> right, I think that we've got to be playful, we've got to do that. It's funny, I spent two hours in a car with Grace, the, yeah. the strategy girl here at Straight Up. Yesterday we were going to a client shoot up uh, Narangba. Yeah. And uh, it was good. We got to spend some really good time together and, and sort of just shoot the shit. She's, she's 23, um, university educated. She lives with a boyfriend. They've just bought a place together. She's a great girl. And, you know, we'll just talk about the future because, you know, we just sort of got onto yeah. very, you know, you're stuck in traffic. What are you going to talk about? Well, let's get deep pretty quickly. I just had to tell her, whatever she thinks her boyfriend's thinking, he's not thinking that. <laughs> we, there's, an, there's an absence of pure thought that defines men. And I think that most most women, and I'm generalising here, but I think that most most of the problems that men and women have is because women think that men think like they do, and yeah. we don't at all. There is a cartoon. It was before memes. It's you know yeah. showing my yeah. age here, yeah. and it was. I'm pretty sure it was in a book that Alan Peace wrote. Okay. Right, and I think it was. It might have been men are from Mars, women of Mars, women are from Venus. But there was a cartoon of a man and a woman lying in a bed, looking at the ceiling, and the bubble above her was he's thinking about the issues in the world. He's looking at world peace. He's thinking about our anniversary. He's that, and the the bubble above his head was, geez, it's mad how flies can stand upside down. Yeah. You you want to hear something funny, mate? I used the exact analogy yesterday. Yeah. I used the exact cartoon. Yeah, and I, and it was probably not that exact one, but mine was like you know it was more the I'd seen the same thing, and it was you know she was being very emotional, and yeah. he's you know he's thinking about other women and all this kind of stuff, and he's just exactly the same. He's like, oh, when does the footy start? Yeah. You know, it's it, yeah. and we're really that simple. Yeah. Like it, we, we yeah. you know we can try to pretend to be as as, as smart and as switched on as. As we yeah. want, but really, we're just simple. Well, you know, I'm, I'm just going to go back to Yabbit for a moment. The thing is about that I've noticed about the 30 years in, in the industry, and that is that the brands have always been synonymous, like in the auto industry. You've got your, your Bentley, your Rolls, your Merck, your BMW, your Audi, and it would go down. And it used to be the same when it came to telephony, IT. You had your cheaper brands and you had your really top of the... And, and, and I think that that's always going to be the case to many, to, to much. The thing is about our industry now is that the carriers have really jumped in and, and because it's cloud now, it's all about the endpoint. It's just about what is that user going to cost? And there was a... Uh, an instance at one stage when it just needed to be dial tone and the functionality was being removed out of telephony bit by bit. However, there was this major, uh, I'm going to say, shift to a few few brands and that was the Cisco, the Avaya, the Mitel, uh, Siemens, Alcatel and whatnot. And people... And especially in mid market and, and enterprise, where we still need those features, we can't give customer experience without it. We need it to be reliable and so on. So, 
it would be what telco are we connecting to our platform? We need this technology. It's so important to business. And so the brands were, they had good posture. You know, Cisco has always had good posture. Avaya always had good posture. Mitel, Alcatel, and so on. And that was something that the carriers could never really impact on. So then came UC, and, and, and now where people, big manufacturers have gone direct, a lot of dealers and IT companies have gone and they white label products and, and whatnot. So there's many that customers don't buy because they don't know the brand. Now, if they knew the back of it was Broadsoft, which is what Telstra did their tepid with, they'd probably go, oh, well, geez, that's a reputable brand. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't matter that it's been built by ABC Digital, mm. right? It's a good brand. And so the thing that came out of it is that brand, confidence, credibility with anything is still very, very important. So when it comes to white labelling now, it's why I decided to build Yabbit as a brand. So not the company, the brand. So that way dealers could come on board and put their logo on it next to Yabbit. Mm. So now the brand's out there, the credibility's out there, the name, because, hey, we've got a pretty sexy rabbit. And, you know, it's all out there. And people are starting to go, you know what, this has got a bit of a following. This is pretty cool. Okay, and then ABC Digital says, yeah, hey, we, we actually do have it. And I think that by putting a dealer network together with a product with credibility, functionality, Australian, mm. data sovereignty, that that's massive. Right, that's that's massive. Yeah. So therefore, they've got cred when they go out there. They don't need to build manuals. They don't need to create marketing. They don't need to do all of those sort of things that's been done. Yeah. So that there's a whole lot of heavy lifting that a new dealer that needs to white label needs to do. And, well, they don't need to with that because it's done already. The credibility, the marketing. Yeah, for sure. That sort of thing. So that was a real biggie for me as well. I wanted Yabbit, the brand. Right, wanted so, them to be proud of it for sure. So that then brings us to Dash. Yeah, Dash. So we're talking about branding, and if you yeah. don't remember Yabbit the name, I think you're going to remember Dash. Yeah, Dash is pretty cool. Yeah, well, Dash, Dash is he's got a little bit of a dodgy year. It's got a bit of like a bit is of is he every man band? Yeah, yeah, is he's he every man, and and he's he's that girl that's been overlooked. He's that guy that wants to have a go he's the underdog he's he's going to have a crack at anything but that's Yabbit yeah that's, taking on the big fellas that's exactly and attitude yeah you know imagine the hat on backwards with the hey we're going to bring this yeah right that's Yabbit so Yabbit is and Dash represents that feeling that attitude that persona you know, that's it. It's every man, every woman. It's it's anybody that wants to give it a crack and have a go. And you know what? We're going to do it well, and we're never going to quit. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, that's, that's dash. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. So the future. So we've spoken about the the thirty the thirty year overnight success. 
We yeah. talk about a soft launch. Yeah. We talk about dealers, community. What's next? What's next? Wow. Well, I, it's really to expand the, the brand out there into the market. It's to ensure that people get it. It's to ensure that people want to... I think they want to have confidence that they're, they're doing something also which is community-driven. I think that people like there to be a, a larger purpose more than just a corporate scenario. And I want that attitude to get out there and this is this is the people. Yeah. So, and, and you know what, together, that's where the great ideas come from. You know, be vulnerable. Brené Brown, amazing leader. Brené says that to have courageous leadership you have to be vulnerable. You can never have courage without vulnerability. So let's listen. Let's take a step back. Let's hear what people have to say. And that brought, you know, things that I didn't do well in the past. And that was really getting back to the clientele that were always there, that have been loyal and that we need to listen to them more. So we put the ears program together. It's just fantastic. We've got two ears, one mouth. Let's listen more. For sure. You know, say it to my son all the time. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't listen. Yeah. Still. Yeah. <laughs> well, he won't be a good salesperson then. Well, he's, I don't know what he's going to be good at. Right? Mate, to People be used to say you need to talk when you're a salesperson. Now you got to listen. I think it's way more important. Yeah. Yeah. So that's sort of. I think actually the the introvert salesperson is actually really skilled now. Mm. So, yeah. What's the future? I want to. Connection, bringing people together, allowing people to work in their own place, in their own time, to be able to do it in any means, easily. I don't need the IT department to roll it out. And try and get that attitude of empowerment out there, really. I mean, like I said, the purpose has changed. It's not selling phones every day, every day as the purpose. The purpose is to connect, empower. The vehicle is Yabbit. Does everything it's needed it needs to do. Yep. So I think that's the future. I'd like to expand in a big way. I've got a couple of people that are interested at looking at, at perhaps investing some money to expand that quicker. Uh, that that's real opportunity there with that, and uh, taking it taking it to market. So yeah, exciting, exciting times. So we've. Um we get, we get to the really important and really focused part of, of our chat. Where I'm going to just hit you with a few quick fire questions and see what you, <laughs> you know, see where you stand in the big scheme of things, mate. Right, hit me. So, mate, um, you know, I've put a lot of research into this and to try and find out who we can find, you know discover exactly who Darren Jans is. M and M's or Smarties? Smarties. Smarties, traditionalist. Yeah, yeah. Right, that's good. You're the first one to say Smarties. Yeah, Smarties. Yeah, well done. Yeah, uh, I'll, I'll have either. Anything with chocolate in it, I'll just yeah, murder. Yeah, bring it on. If you could watch one movie for the rest of your life, what would it be? Oh, golly. Yeah. Told you they were hard hitting. Moana. Tell you what, not a bad choice. Right. The Rock's the man. Yeah. Yeah, good choice, right. good choice. Okay, hobby. What's your, what's, your, what's your go-to hobby? What do you do to just kill time? You said you love cars. Yeah, it's it's definitely the cars. Yeah, yeah it's the 
it's to go and drive a car. I love doing a track day or or whatnot. It's fast just, cars. Oh, bring it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Ford or Holden? Well, going back, it was definitely Holden. Yep. Right, but now it's AMG. <laughs> of course it is. Yeah, of course it is. It was funny. I was just talking on that. I've got a, a very good mate of mine who owns a Benz dealership in Sydney. Yeah, and they were talking. I was talking. To, my brother was talking to them and talking about what the turnovers like and how many cars they sell. And their number one salesman in one year. What do you reckon he would sell? What would you reckon he would sell in terms of cars, dollar value in one year? Thirty million. Fifty million. Wow. In in cars. Wow. Now let's just say the average is is uh is two hundred K, right? From Merck. Yeah. Which is probably around Well that's it. AMG, not Yeah. Yeah. So but fifty million. Crazy. It's probably between ten and fifteen cars a month. It would be a mixture of G Wagons, GTs. For sure. Sure. I think E sixty three for sure. Um, S class. Yeah. Uh, well, there'd be a lot of high end stuff. Like yeah. it used to blow me away when he would say, "Oh yeah, pick up the Goldwing. Remember the Goldwing? The like, SLS. SLS. So, yeah, it's five hundred fifty thousand dollars motor car. There. Yeah. Well, we can not anymore. Not anymore. It's, it's they're yeah. gone. Yeah. Um, but I used to love it uh, whenever I go, whenever I would go back to Sydney because I've I've been up here seven years. So I'd go back there and he'd say, oh, "I'll give you a car," and he gave me a C sixty three this one time and. Mate, it just blew my mind. Yeah. And I remember when the G-Wagon was first yeah. released, he said, oh, pop in, I've got this, I want to show you this car. So we just, essentially, his street where the, where the dealership is is just a straight line. And it was essentially just a drag strip. Yeah. And, and the noise that that car made, it probably used 18 litres of petrol yeah. in, in that 200 metre strip. But, man, what a car. Yeah, the C63 and the C63S are... They are just, we see a lot of um, Ford and Holden enthusiasts that have gone to them and said, oh, wow, yeah. these people know how to do V8. Yeah. And uh, and I, I do call them the hooligan car, <laughs> right? For sure. They're very loose in yeah. the back at times. And they are just, they're the entry level, really, yeah. into it. But... Um, you know, this year it's uh, the the C sixty three is the A forty five S engine four cylinder with electric in it as well, and it's going to throw out more horsepower than the V eight. So, yeah. you know, technology. It's and amazing, isn't it? When when's Elon going to Elon Musk going to buy Daimler Mercedes? Well, you know, put, and put the first uh, the first dealership on Mars. Well, yeah, yeah, that's it. Okay. Holiday destination. I have to say that for relaxation, I love the Asian countries. Yep. I like to. I love the beach. Yep. I. I love boating. Um, definitely, uh, but I think that my ideal situation would be somewhere, probably also in Europe, on a big catamaran or something like that. With crystal clear water, lovely weather, good food, family. Yep. Probably a couple of families, friends. Yep. That would be great. 
that, you know, I've been to a lot of places. Europe's amazing. I mean, it's some pubs have been in here older than Australia's oh. civilization. You know, you know. My, my parents lived in France for four years, and they lived in a um, they lived in a small town uh, west of Paris called Saint Germain en Laye. Yeah, and it was an old school French town with cobblestone uh, roads. It was just it was incredible, and we went to Normandy and we rented a we stayed at a chateau in Normandy, and the chateau was six hundred fifty years old. Yeah, wow. And the doorway, like I, I literally had to bend to get in. Yeah. And I, I could not comprehend. I sat, I lied in the bed with my wife, saying, "Do you believe that this room we're in is twice as old as Australia? Like, it's it just. I know. It's just frightening. It's crazy. It's frightening. I think that. Um you know that also it, uh, it it just triggered something. Yeah, another module in um, the MBA we were doing on systems thinking, and wow, that's the most confusing subject I've ever done. <laughs> but um, one of the things we studied was about our First Nations people, and and that really underlined, you know, where we all came from and so on. But well, mate, on that on that note. It's been a pleasure. Yeah. You know, we've, we haven't had a lot to do with each other, but the involvement so far between Sud and Yabbit, from my perspective, has been enlightening. And yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the opportunity to, to work closely with you guys and, and help to, you know, establish Yabbit as a, as a market leader or as the market leader. The market leader. Yeah. And I think that I love, I love, not often do we get to work or do, do we get to work with, with brands essentially from conception. Yeah. And and we feel like we're we're sort of in this with you. And it's that community, it's that team, it's that family. And we we're all excited to to be part of the Yab the Yabolution. Mate, the Yabolution the is Yabolution. real. Yabolution, it is. It's it's real. And um, you know, we just need to take it to the to the people and and I think that the surprise is gonna be the impact that it has, you know, um, it plays nice with others. Yeah, that's what we need. Yeah. Mate, Darren, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure. It has been. I've right? enjoyed it. Enjoyed it. Yeah, thank you. I'll do it again. Cheers, mate. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Eek Inside the Panic Room. If you want to hear more of the chaos, Make sure you follow us to stay up to date. Don't forget to give us a five-star review and check out our socials at Straight Up Digital.